1: This week, we are diving in to a question I recently got from my lip service lip community. Service. Lip service. If you don't know, lip service is a text community run by our friends at Winnow. Which you um, can find
0: in the show notes. Which you can find in
1: the show notes if you'd like a text community of your own. But mine is mainly made up of beauty influencers and beauty brands. And this week, I got a really great question from someone who would like to start their accounts again from scratch. And she asked, what would be your top three advice points to focus on when starting from scratch? Which I thought was such an interesting and excellent question because it really wasn't aimed at like, how do I go viral right Mm -hmm. away? Um, what's the first thing I should do? You know, there wasn't like an anxiety about it. She just wants to start in a new direction. She wants to start focusing on content that is different. Um, her -hmm. journey is taking a new route in terms of education and things that she's going to be learning. And she wants to document that. So she asked me like, what would, what would I focus on? I thought that this was such a great question. So, um, before I dive in on the answer I gave, I'd love to know, Carly, what would you do?
0: Yeah. So, Okay. The first thing, and I I thought about this after you, you told me about this question. I, and I really think that that first step, the first steps of this process are such an existential crisis of like, okay, what am I going to post? What is the character that I'm creating? Like really what, what do I even want to be putting out there? And I think this is really cool because she already has that nailed down of like, the topic that she really wants to dive into so i think what i would really think about is what stage of life and interests passions all of that does your ideal audience have because i think a mistake that i made from the get-go was judging my audience and creating content based on that judgment and based on what i think they want instead mm-hmm. of creating content for the ideal population that I want to come to me, because reels are attraction marketing. If I put mm-hmm. out the personality, the type of information that I want my people to learn, then I'm going to re- attract them. Like
1: yeah, I easy mean- is that. I think that's a huge lesson for anyone starting anything is that, and especially something that we see in marketing all the time, is that they haven't done enough research about Mm -hmm. their ideal consumer, their ideal purchaser, and they're just putting out what they think they want Mm -hmm. or what they're naturally good at. And those are completely fine, but you're leaving the door open to attracting, you know, you're not entirely sure. But if you really are going after a specific type of person, a specific type of brand, you need to research what they want to hear. What are their pain points? Mm-hmm. You need to have all of that information before you just start going willy nilly on content.
0: Right, I would, I would really take that strategically and like brain dump more about deeper dive into it before you get started. Yep. Um, I, I even think within that market research category is going to some of your creators who are your OG creators that have been around the block forever og influencers and some of your like new fan favorites who are maybe newer to the block but you've watched them grow immensely in the last year and see who is actually successful on reels because the content that you think might be high performing maybe isn't maybe isn't as high performing as you think sure That's
1: a great, that's a great point. Yours definitely go, your advice is definitely going more specifically to like the content specifically or like the the exact type of content that you're going to start creating. I went like a little bit more overarching. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I said was consistency that I would define what consistency is going to be per platform for me Mm -hmm. before I get started. So don't dive in and start, you know, subscribing to, I have to post every day. I also need to go three times a day on TikTok. And all of this stuff, you need to define before you dive into it what is actually feasible. Because part of the journey for her is that she's going to be documenting something where she's going to school, she's learning something new. And I was like, you have other life responsibilities that are going to essentially and should be above and beyond what's happening on TikTok or Instagram. So, knowing how much work you're going to be putting forward, knowing what else is going on in your life, and then sitting down and saying what's feasible for me is and anything above that I'm happy with that's great like this is what I'm really shooting for that I think I can maintain um with consistency because I do think that like at the very beginning showing up consistently is really important but not burning out because of it yeah
0: I I think people really romanticize starting a new account and Mm -hmm. we kind of pretend like well it's you know it's a new account so the algorithm's gonna favor me no 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 like those first phases are so hard and it is going to be a chug regardless because you do have to get up that you know arsenal of value of content of Mm -hmm. similar content on your page before someone goes to your account and says oh my god this person is the shining light in my life that I need to follow
1: yeah um I agree and there is nothing I hate more and especially on TikTok this is happening is when people talk about like oh I started a new account and I grew it to 20k in two months or whatever I'm like I don't (laughs) I hate this I hate this type of marketing uh, it is the worst immensely
0: because I'm just kind of like you jumped on the easier platform to grow on, and you <laughs> had a viral bit. I'm like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. But not even
1: that. There's just like so many people who are trying to grow and they're finding it frustrating or they haven't quite hit it yet or like whatever else. And you're just like preying on those people. You make them feel worse about themselves. And then it's like they get into like how many times a day they're posting and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. And sometimes it's not that bad. Sometimes it's like insane. But then you really get it, you don't get to see the actual content that they put out. And I got service one of those today actually. And then I actually took the time and didn't away from it and kept listening and the type of content that she was talking about creating to go viral was a lot of things that were like hacks it was a little all over the place mm-hmm. and it was stuff that was very clickbaity which like I get it that will go viral mm-hmm. but then like you're not getting the, like what is her 20,000 new people like are doing like are right. they trained to purchase something are they like all right. over the place like men women like People other countries like you're not really you're just saying like you can get all these people super fast great but you might as well have a hundred people there instead of twenty thousand if none of them are adding like any value to your business model so yeah i mean you go back way 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 back to the beginning when harley and i did an episode about hack culture and how much we hate it, we hate it. this we hate falls it. under that
0: so another thing on that note too is I would really I would really get in the mindset of this is an experiment and really try mm-hmm. to throw a variety of content still within your niche, still talking to your specific person, but try out a, a bunch of different formats yeah. um, and see what works and what feels like you. And I, yeah. I say this because I hear all the time within my within my course, well, this is really good. Like, this is really good views for me. And I'm like, cut the for me, cut the for me. Those are really Uh, good views. Like, this is an experiment. You have, you know, 200 followers right now. Like, that is amazing. So take, take those numbers with a grain of salt and say, okay, this is an experiment. I can treat it as data. I can go back to this every month and say, Hmm. this is what was most fun for me. And this over here is what my audience likes. So how can I pull those together?
1: sure and in the live service community i always do a weekly content challenge and one of the ones i did recently was can you take a single topic and make three pieces of content about the same exact topic in one week but that feel completely different yeah. and that's exactly doing what you're talking about right it's like if you are picking that topic and you're going to do like a transition that has something interesting one time you talking to the camera the next time nice. and then a voiceover or like they should be presented visually completely different. Yeah. And then you see, like, what was easiest for you to create, just like you just said, because that is something you definitely want to stick to, right? You don't want to be torturing yourself. If voiceover right. or if talking to the camera is torture every single time, you don't want to do that every single time. But maybe it's that you intro with talking to the camera and then you flash two photos later, or, you know, there could be a mixture. So I think uh, to doing that as a challenge for yourself and continuing to play is big.
0: I think this is huge, huge in the beauty world too. I was just talking to a beauty girl who, I I pulled up an inspiration account and I was like, okay, look at this. She can do the really dramatic transition from first look to final look. She can do the product review, talking about everything that's on her face, or she could do the whole step-by-step application. And all of that is around the same exact look. And if you can put out those three pieces of content, that's your week. That's literally your week of content and you got ready once.
1: It's amazing, honestly. And it helps you find like your sweet spot. Truly. So I think that's a great lesson. I love it. The next thing I told her was um, education, which I think for her is because she's learning like a trade. I was like very specific on education, but I think most people would call this like value Mm -hmm. education or value. Like what are you bringing to the platform that people want to know about? And how are you breaking that up into bite-sized little pieces of information that they can understand? Like, how are you taking them on the journey? How are Mm -hmm. you bringing value to the platform so i think that one's pretty obvious like most people and value doesn't always have to be like a learning moment i think that like when you take a step back and you look at successful accounts value can be like laughing value could be heartfelt moment value can be it, it just everyone holds value completely differently so i i don't know i just think that like define what the value is that you're bringing to the platform and then kind of like really stick.
0: I was just talking to a dog account about this. Of course. And it <laughs> was like, I just like, I want to give these travel tips, traveling mm-hmm. with your dog, blah, blah, blah. And like, I see so many people doing like, you know, just funny stuff. And I was like, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why are you getting so boxed into tips and tricks have to be your value? Generally, Uh when people are looking at the dog stuff, they are looking for cuteness, they are looking for a laugh, they are Mm -hmm. looking for some kind of relatability. So you're boxing yourself in here. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't think it has to be always the same type of value for sure yeah. um again just like experimenting with the content you can experiment on the types of value that you're bringing of course you don't want to be all over the place as we always talk about niche is going to be super important and like bring, you know she's not going to be a dog account one day and then something completely different the next day right as <laughs> her value if it always I might revolves be <laughs> i know harley absolutely is becoming a dog account i told her this the other be day a dog account.
0: I might just do a dog <laughs> account.
1: But I hey, do appreciate Joy.
0: We might just pivot. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. Uh, and I I think that this like brings us to the last one that I recommended for her, which was um personality and the why and I kind of like mix those two together because like you're the way that you show up your personality is mixed very deeply with your why um and for people who don't know it's like your why is essentially like why are you doing this like why right. would you start another account why do you want this why do you want to teach people why do you want them to come on the journey with you like yeah. if you don't know why you're doing something you will run out of steam it won't feel authentic you're essentially faking it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And if you're not bringing your true personality to it, saying this is really difficult or this is a big moment for me or whatever, like people aren't gonna resonate Mm -hmm. to you very strongly. So I do think you have to like push yourself to bring some of your personal moments to it. You don't have to, as Harley and I have mentioned before, like you don't have to like word vomit everything. You don't have to get on stories and cry. You don't have to do all those things. But you need to be real with like why you created this account, why you want to help people, why you are bringing the value that you are bringing.
0: Right, right. So I I think, number one, people get caught up in, does that mean I need to give all of my personal life? And that's Mm -hmm. a no, that's a no. No. You don't have to give all of your personal life. You don't have to show, you know, your kids all the time. That's not necessary, but there is a slice of your values and ethics that I think do need to come out and we need to see that. So if you're getting reviews, like Mm -hmm. what are, what is your journey here? Is it because you have sensitive skin? Is it because you, you know, just had, um, I don't know, IVF? There's, there's gotta be something in the background. That's, For sure. That's your why. And, and it can even
1: be like switching careers or I wasn't yeah. happy doing this. And this I mean, is why I'm like going on this the other time. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. We're all becoming beauty girls on this podcast We're all now.
0: beauty girls now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think the other thing there is that if you are doing this to show off the aspirational and you're getting stuck in, I'm trying to be this perfect blogger that ain't going to work. That just ain't going to work anymore. Yeah. You have to serve your audience. Your page is to serve your audience. It's not to show off your personal life or how cool you are or. Agreed. So one of the things that I highlight with my course, this goes in with our why, is also starting to label or solidify what your long-term monetization plan is going Mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. And this can be as simple as, you know, I want to do brand partnerships with this type of company when I, once I get to that point. But I think where a lot of people make a mistake is they forget that they should be monetizing at some point. And this can become a career or a supplement to your income or your business or whatever, and they don't make the moves they need to. If you want to be a service provider online, if you want to offer some kind of digital download, or I don't even know what, there's a billion ways to monetize that we've talked about, then you should be building up those steps now.
1: I agree and also just be patient with how long it takes to start seeing a return like I think it's important to have shoppable links it's important to start Mm -hmm. with like all of those things I think take training right it's not just training for you to remember to put them in like product recommendations tag the brand have the link you know do the shop all of the things like that takes training which is why you should start from the beginning even if you have
0: 100 followers training your audience and honing the skill for you yeah
1: that's exactly what I mean for sure read my mind. It's like, you're both training yourself to do it every single time and you're training your audience that this is what you do.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, even for me, like as someone that offers their service all the time and does do brand partnerships, does do all of this formal sales, you know what I forget all the time to link my freaking newly, (laughs) you know, I, I, I'm wearing all of this stuff. I get asked where my rentals are from all the time. And your girl can't even put the newly link in there.
1: (laughs) Gotta do it. You gotta do it.
0: Yeah. But it takes that constant reminder of here's, here's this recommendation that I can throw in very, very naturally.
1: Yep absolutely everything is a learned process but having that in mind at the beginning like I want to be able to offer x y and z and starting to build towards that from the beginning and it's always going to be a moving target like there's not Mm going to be a hard and fast like hey like this is what I'm doing and I don't care I'm not going to veer from it you never know what's going to pop up what might become known for what might go viral whatever else so you have to have flexibility in your plans but I think going in knowing that like you want to do brand partnerships or you want to have just a affiliate sales and that's it like you don't want to deal with anything else or you really want to build more of like a website and an email or a community like all like knowing where you're going with that will help you like focus more on the type of content and the type of opportunities that you take now
0: I mean, here's the thing, number one, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already 12 steps ahead because <laughs> the number of pivots and soul searching and all of that and experimentation that went into my page from the get-go is wild. So, so many different paths, wow. Did I ever think that I would become known as the transition goal? No, never. But also when I did, the second I did, What I should have done is start creating something, start creating something that people can download, can buy, can something, because it was a long road from, I am the transition girl. I have a ton of followers that want to follow, want to, you know, stick around and learn from me for that to a point where I was like, wow, all of these services I can offer you. Here's anything. Yep. For
1: sure. And even my account, you know, my account is technically new. We're barely coming up on one year. I haven't even had it a year, this new account. And I mean... I still I'm become more clear. I mean, I think when I restarted, I knew that I was only going to post stuff about the beauty industry, that I was Mm -hmm. going to go a lot harder on influencers and brands that, you know, that I was going to, you know, start doing more reels, more videos. I don't think I've posted a static image in like months, but it still took a lot of experimentation to realize like, number one, what do I like to do? And number two, what adds value? And now, you know, if you hit my account, you know, that like, I only do speaking videos where I'm giving advice or a tip. Like I kind of abandon trending sounds. I kind of abandon like everything else, and that really helps me focus. And like, it's not for everybody, and that's fine. But you know, we're getting back up there, almost, almost at 1,100
0: followers. She's influencing <laughs> <again>. <laughs> She's influencing. Um, I, I mean, that in and of itself, the little tidbit takeaway there. Um, i'll I'll move us into takeaways is you talking about bringing out your voice and that's what feels right for you. I think mm-hmm. that's so important is finding the way that putting your actual personality out there, your mm-hmm. what you would see in person realistically, onto your social media and being that same authentic self, your true authentic self, that's really corny, you understand. Um, <laughs> on social media, is really your best bet, is really the most strategic, smartest move that you can do. Because if you can define what feels good, you're only going to attract the people that really resonate with that.
1: 100%. And I think my takeaway is really, and it's not a bullet point that I gave earlier, but I did mention it, it was patience. Mm -hmm. I think that with the push of how to go viral, how to gain followers, how I did this as coaches or whatever else, people just think that they're going to hit that. And like, people should feel positive about their journey. Of course, if you want to feel like I'm going to make it to where my goals are, I'm going to be able to do it. But like, it's not as attainable as some people make it look to hit those numbers so quickly. And the last thing you want is to be discouraged and quit on your journey. If Mm -hmm. it's something that you really feel invested in something that you really like. So to me, it's really patience. And that's both patience in the growth on the numbers and patience in the monetization of anything. You know, it takes a long time and, you know, don't, don't believe all the smoke and mirrors
0: on on social media. Right. It (laughs) takes so much deep dive soul searching Mm -hmm. within that, those first steps before you ever get to a point where you're going to blow up online. And it's not if it's when, but you have to find that thing. For sure. You have to find that thing.
1: Well, if you are starting from scratch or thinking of starting from scratch, we really hope that this episode helped you. And if you ever have a question that we could address, please DM Harley or myself on IG or TikTok. We'll see you soon.